we had an indication that the voice was important to developers. There was a lot of frustration, to be quite frank, that Siri was not available, that it was on the devices and it was being used within Apple apps. But developers were really curious, how come Apple didn't give them access to the SDK and APIs so that they could voice enable their applications? Now, had Apple made that decision, we may not be having this conversation right now. The voice first revolution may have already happened through Apple, but here we are all these years later and Amazon was the first to the market with a broad appeal consumer device in Amazon Alexa. Now they're duking it out with Google and uh, Samsung Bixby is making a case. And then there's, you know, there's a ton of different enterprise solutions now on the market. And, you know, the market is here and it is exciting. And, and I'm, I, I guess I'm glad at the end of the day with how it all worked out because, um, we're in a very good position relative to, to the market. Pete Erickson, welcome to the Sound and Marketing Podcast. Hey, it's great to be here. Let's just kind of start off with what Inside Voice is and what Modev is. Yeah, so um, I'll start with Modev. Modev is my company, and it started as a meetup community in 2009. I had moved to the D.C. area from Seattle and uh, found myself out here with not a big network, and, um, but something big technologically had happened, and that is the iPhone had come out. Not only had the iPhone come out, but the iTunes App Store had opened up, and there started to be this really a lot of noise in the industry and in the tech industry about what this was going to mean. I was looking for people to collaborate with in the D.C. area, and I couldn't find anybody, so I started a meetup group. And that meetup group is called the Washington iPhone, Android, and Smartphone Developers Group. And our first meeting had 12 people that came to a pizza shop. It was really cool. And there's something that happened at that meetup. You know, we sat around a, a table and developers were sharing information with each other that was really critical to them. And the next month we met again, except we had to meet at a larger table. And I think it was a, at a Panera meeting room <laughs> and um, was about 24 people. So we doubled in size in one month. Flash forward a couple years, we had, you know, well over a thousand members and uh, people were begging me to put on a conference. So I put a conference on and that's when I decided to rename the group Modev, mm. which stood for mobile development. And I put on uh, the Modev conference and it was a three-day uh, developer conference. A few hundred people came. I managed to eke out a little profit. And I came home and told my wife, I said, you know what? I think this is our next business. So <laughs> Modev was born as a business. Uh, it's my vocation to bring people together, to develop technology conferences, and to really learn the ropes on, on building community, how to monetize that, how to create experiences. And it's been an amazing journey. So here I am, you know, all these years later, and I have one of the top voice conferences uh, in the industry, um, but there's a little bit of backstory there. So we, you know, we first started to understand what was going to happen with voice when Siri came out in 2011. And our community of mobile developers were incredulous that they could not get access to Siri for their apps. And I remember we spent an entire meetup talking about this. And I knew at that time that there was a real demand for developers to incorporate voice. They talked about all the different ways that voice would have helped their users use their apps more effectively. So in 2015, when Alexa first became real public, I mean, I think it came out in beta in 2014, I got in touch with Amazon. Amazon had sponsored many of our events by then. And um, we created an Amazon Alexa workshop for developers before the very first SDKs 
uh, were even available. So oh, wow. we started the process of building community way back, way back then. In 2017, we went on a 10-city tour funded by Amazon, teaching about 2,000 people how to build their very first Alexa skill. Wow. So what happened then is we had all this data. So we had trained a couple thousand people. We boiled that data down to about 10 different persona types. And we looked around and there was not a conference to address uh, these various personas. So we developed voice, launched the conference in 2018, and we invited all these persona types. And it's why we were successful in sort of launching, you know, the top event in the space is we had done a lot. We'd done all the homework. We had the data and we just listened to the data. And uh, now here we are in 2020. We're really excited about what's happened with this community. We find ourselves in a, in a really fun position to, you know, get to meet so many people from so many different walks of life and to see this new market sort of evolve before our eyes. Inside Voice is our podcast, and that's led by Carrie Roberts, and she has done a fabulous job. And we just had our 100th episode of Inside Voice. Yes, you did. We push out, we push out two episodes a week because it is our belief, our why at Motiv is we believe that human connection is vital in the era of digital transformation, and that why drives everything we do. So pushing out two episodes a week of a podcast is a way that we can connect people with one another. It's a way that we can elevate people in the community, and it's a way that we can make more and more voices be heard. So uh, Gina, I commend you with what you're doing with your podcast, and, and we certainly love being a part of the podcast community as well. Well, thank you. That, I mean, education, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing because I kind of stumbled on this just from my own research and I was like, this is fascinating and this is where it's going. Nobody's talking about it. There, you know, right. there was Inside Voice, there was uh, The Sonic Truth speaks about it. Yep. Um, 20,000 Hertz, like Sideways talks about it. Yep. But I was just like, my goodness, there's so much to, to learn. So yeah, uh, I commend you as well because two a week is very ambitious. So. <laughs> That's all Carrie and, uh, you know, the team, they do, they do a really good job. Yes, they do. They definitely do. So this is kind of cool because you kind of started this idea before there was something. Alexa didn't even go beta until 2014, you said? Yeah, yeah. So you were there it before was, all of that. My goodness. Well, I think we had, we had, we had an indication that, that voice was important to developers and there was a lot of frustration, to be quite frank, that Siri was not available, that it was, it, that it was on the devices and it was being used within Apple apps. But developers were really curious, how come Apple didn't give them access to the SDK mm. or, or, and APIs so that they could voice enable their uh, applications? Now, had Apple made that decision, we may not be having this conversation right now. The voice first revolution may have already happened. Through Apple. <laughs> That's right. It would have already happened through Apple. Uh, but here we are uh, all these years later, and uh, Amazon, you know, was the first to the market with a broad appeal consumer device in Amazon Alexa. And, uh, you know, now they're duking it out with Google and uh, Samsung mm -hmm. Bixby's making a, making a case. And then there's, you know, there's a ton of different enterprise solutions now on the market. And, you know, the market is here and it is exciting. And, and I'm, I, I guess I'm glad at the end of the day with how it all worked out because, um, we're in a very good position relative to to the market. So with all that you've seen and, and um, helped develop, uh, there's a lot of possibilities, as you know, for sound marketing. I haven't even touched the surface of it. Uh, I haven't even discovered all of it. But um, there's so many different ways to sound market. There's so much technology. Can you kind of 
and this is an impossible task, but can you kind of blast through those? And what do you what do you see kind of coming in the forefront of ways that you can use sound in marketing? So I think what's happening is, is there is an understanding of what voice really means and the voice market really means, because a lot of a lot of it is sound, right? Um, we take cues from our devices now that may be in the form of a tune, a chime. Um, we certainly know a lot of brands that have had, you know, the copper top battery. And mm. I always like to, to, to uh, point out the start of a law and order. You know that show oh, yes. just by that sound. You know it's coming. Um, and, you know, so sound marketing has actually been around for a long time. But I think now it's an imperative. You can no longer ignore um, sound marketing because people are engaging with devices using their voice and using their ears. So sound marketing is pervasive. You're starting to see it to really take hold with non-traditional devices like appliances, microwaves, and other devices in our homes that suddenly have a unique set of sounds based on what it is they're doing. So sound marketing is, it's a really fun area to see evolve. And some people call it sonic branding. We have a group called Sonic Brand Society, which is like a networking community within voice. It really is at the end of the day, it's all sound marketing, whether it's a voice, whether it's a chime, whether it's music, and it's all based on cues and audio cues. You, you know, you also said that there's a lot of technologies out there. True, there are a lot of technologies out there to help us with sound marketing. But really, I think at the end of the day, it's a very artistic endeavor. And I think there are people, it's just like writers or musicians, there are sound marketers that really have skills when it comes to creating the right sounds for the right purpose. So I would encourage everybody that, you know, the answer to sound marketing isn't a technological one more than it is a, an artistic one. I don't know where you fall on that, but that's, that's been my experience. Yeah, I, I think the key is it's not necessarily a song. It's not a jingle. It can be right. a sound. And I think people right. think of like sound marketing or sonic branding. If they think of it, they're thinking of music. And it doesn't have to be tonal. It can be atonal. Think of Aflac. You hear the duck. That's a mm -hmm. sonic branding right there. Mm -hmm. um, yes, there's musical hints to it because he's speaking. But um, basically, it's a sound. It's not, it's not a tune. Um, and you could have a tune and it's just kind of one of those things that you've ingrained in your brain, but it doesn't actually represent your brand. So I interviewed um, Steve Keller a little bit ago and he was talking about marrying sound science with sound art. And I think that that's key right there is that you have to be using the left and the right brain uh, in order to come up with something that actually personifies you and your brand. I think that is spot on. And, and, I, and I, I love Steve and She's been a, a part of our uh, first two conferences. And yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think, and I think what's fun is to watch the, watch the education of the market um, and to, you know, see people and organizations. I think about Audrey Arbini at Audio Brain. They led us, they led us at, at the Voice Summit on a journey um, into creating our first sonic identity. That was an eye-opening experience for me. Just to, just to see that process, whether it is a chime or whether it's atonal or otherwise, I think the education in the market is just getting started. And I look forward to, uh, you know, to all companies really understanding this and figuring out how they can embrace it.
you hinted a little bit on the voice summit when you were talking about Modev. Um, can you kind of give me a little summation of like the mission and what kinds of people will be there? What kinds of things you're going to be discussing this year? The mission of Voice Summit, it kind of aligns with the mission of, of Modev and our why. Voice Summit is intended to bring together the people that are impacting the voice first industry, but also the people that want to get involved. We bring together the experts. Uh, we bring together those that want to get into this market. And we have an educational conference. We also are a business conference. So we try to accomplish both tasks and open it up to multiple industries. So you'll notice that you know we haven't just catered to one industry or the other. Um, we believe that there is a really cool intersectional effect when you bring game developers, healthcare developers, fintech developers, automotive developers <laughs> together to share with each other what they're doing. So, you know, our purpose is to bring together all walks of life that are entering this space, create a value up and down the chain. And I think we've, we've done that successfully. What's interesting is we got our start when this market was really a lot of hype. And I don't mean that um, in any kind of derogatory way, uh, but in 2018, there was still a lot of hype around voice. There was still a lot that were, people were trying to figure out. Not a lot of brands were really using voice yet or using voice skills. There were a few. Uh, in 2019, you noticed a change. You noticed that a lot more brands were willing to get up there and talk about what they're doing. 2020 is the year, really, that this market becomes solidified and the leaders of this market become established. There has been some consolidation. Uh, so... Uh, several companies that have that have sponsored and been a part of our events have been acquired. So that's probably going to accelerate. Voice Summit and our subsequent events, our Voice Global Livestream event in June, um, those are really where you can take a temperature of the industry and hopefully get a good understanding of what's happening and who's who's leading the way. When is the Voice Summit this year and where? We used, held the first two events at the end of July. We moved the event back to October 5th through 8th. And we're excited to share our story. I live here in Arlington, Virginia, and we are moving the conference to Arlington, Virginia, actually just in the shadow of the new HQ2 by Amazon. Mm. That's an area of town called Crystal City. The larger area is, is called National Landing. There is a lot of redevelopment happening there. And we feel like it's a great home for our conference, just given that there is so much attention on that area. Uh, Virginia Tech is building a large campus there. Of course, the HQ2 buildings are being built right now, and there's a lot of excitement, a lot of shops and restaurants, and it's really kind of a blank canvas for building out a large tech conference, you know, that has a lot of dynamic components to it. So we're really excited about our new home. Home base hotel will be the Crystal City Hyatt uh, Regency, and then we also rented across the street, we rented the Renaissance, two, two great properties. The Renaissance is a brand new hotel just gorgeous. So we have plenty of room for everybody. And um, it's going to be a, a really fun environment that, like I said, has all the breakout classes, but we have the keynotes and the expos and a lot of community events planned. Uh, so it should satisfy all those, uh, those networkers that are out there. I heard also uh, that last year, you just, you just needed more space. You were growing too big. Is, uh, right. Did I hear correctly? We were happy that we chose Newark as a place where we, uh, where we launched the conference. But yeah, we need, we need room to grow. We anticipate that over the next five years, this is going to be a 25,000 person conference. 
So we had to put ourselves in a position where we could grow. What we like about our choice is it's not a traditional conference center. Um, it is a series of hotels where we create a campus. So we like the campus feel that we're moving into and every year it'll change a little bit and it'll grow as the, as the region becomes built out, as more buildings turn their lights on, uh, more restaurants come in. So we think that this is going to be a fun run for us. And um, we're excited about bringing people to Arlington and I'm excited about producing an event in my backyard. We've been doing events around the world for the last five years, uh, a lot of travel, a lot of miles, and, uh, it's always nice to uh, to bring it home. Wow, I didn't even realize 25,000. I mean, that makes sense because this is an industry that is going somewhere. Um, <laughs> it's right. such a huge conference. And it's so funny too because you're probably going to have the market, at least in the U.S., because there isn't, like you said, there's not a conference like this out there. I've seen some stuff in Europe, but... Yeah, there are some other great conferences. You know, Project Voice was in January. That's a great event put on by Bradley Metrock, and he does uh, the voice of the car, voice of health, mm. uh, uh, voice of money. And, um, you know, from one uh, uh, community builder to another, I really admire what what uh, what Bradley's uh, building. However, there's room for a lot of great uh, community builders, and we are huge fans of all the conferences that are out there. Uh, there's All About Voice in Europe, uh, which is a great event. There's several um, vertically, you know, aligned industry events. There was just an Alexa event in uh, Bangalore, India. And, you know, our hats are off to all the community builders out there. We know how hard it is to build community, to monetize it, to get the sponsors there, to get the speaker, to get all, all pulled together. So we're huge fans, but we do feel fortunate. We do feel fortunate that we're in this position. And, you know, as a community builder, I'm thrilled. I do feel, I do feel like, you know, after, you know, 10, 11 years of hard work in the trenches and learning this, learning how to be a community builder, learn how to build conferences and learn how to build conferences that can scale I feel like this is an earned position. I have a duty to, to make sure this is a great event for industry, to make sure people have a great experience, to make sure sponsors feel like they get a return on their investment, make sure people that fly from around the world feel like it was worth their time to come here. So we take, I take that role very seriously. I only hope to, uh, to meet and exceed expectations in October. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Sound and Marketing Podcast with Pete Erickson, founder of Modev, Voice Summit, and the Inside Voice Podcast. Tune in next week for the conclusion of the interview where we talk about this past January in Vegas at the Voice at CES event, other noteworthy events and resources, great ingenuity and exploration examples that have already occurred in this wide open landscape, and predictions for the future. You can also follow and subscribe to the Sound and Marketing Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Stitcher. And don't forget to share it with your friends. For inquiries on producing and developing your own podcast, or for inquiries on sonic branding and sonic branding consultation availabilities, you can find me at Dreamer Productions. That's D-R-E-A-M-R Productions.com, LinkedIn, and Facebook. You can also email me at Gina, J-E-A-N-N-A, at dreamerproductions.com. All links will be provided in the show notes. This episode was produced by Dreamer Productions and hosted, written, and edited by me, Gina Isham. Let's make this world of sound more intriguing, more unique, and more and more on brand.